The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G Cobb and Micah Warren. G Cobb with you on uh, VoiceAmericaSports.com, and uh, plenty to talk about, of course, uh, the World Series has begun, and you've got the uh, Philadelphia Phillies uh, battling the New York Yankees. And uh, in just two games, there have been some two awesome games, and we'll talk about those a little bit. But uh, there's no question that uh, it's got the attention of you know baseball fans nationwide, and especially the fans here in the uh, Philadelphia area. They are definitely excited about the the Phillies and the fact that you've got a team that uh, not only <laughs> trying to win a championship, uh, they've already won one. Uh, they're trying to win another one. And they're a dominant team with a powerful uh, offensive group um, with the likes of, you know, uh, leading off with, you. of course, you've got Jimmy Rollins and you've got Shane Victorino, two guys that are very fast. Uh, they get on base. Uh, in fact, I expect to see them put a lot more pressure on the Yankees when it comes to their uh, their base running because they will put some pressure on them and, and, and try to run. And, you know, surprised they didn't do as much running as uh, I thought they would do uh, the other night. But uh, I expect them to, to be running. I mean, you think about the athletes and Jimmy Rollins, Shane Victorino, and Chase Utley right there. You know, all those guys can run. And even for a big man, uh, Ryan Howard can run. Uh, you know, he, he stole eight bases this year, which is kind of surprising. He didn't get thrown out. So, you know, the, the guys can run, and especially those top three. Uh, they have got some speed, and then they're great base runners. And so uh, I expect them to put more pressure on the Yankees pitchers uh, and catchers and on their defense by, you know, uh, really being aggressive on the base pass, you know, because that – can really unnerve them, and um, and I and I think uh, that's where they could get an advantage because right now, you know, this this is going to be a tight series. So uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in Cole Hamels and what he's going to do on uh, tomorrow night. Uh, maybe you do, but I don't uh, because he has just not, you know, I mean, the, the guy just has not been uh, impressive so far, and. I think Cole is the kind of guy, he's very, very honest, brutally honest. And just listening to him today makes me think that, you know, he's not sure he can do the job. And if he's not sure about it, why should any of the rest of us be sure about it? Because, you know, he knows more than we do. (laughs) Uh, So 
Um, so that's that's you know that that's one thing. So uh, we will see uh, you know uh, Cole Hamels and and see what he brings to the table. But you know I, I think they're going to need a powerful offensive performance tomorrow. I mean tomorrow night. And you know going against Pettit, you know Pettit has been beat up before. So um, uh, I think they can get to him, but they've got to go out and they they've got, I think they've got to swing those bats. Uh, tomorrow, I, as I said, I really don't have a lot of confidence in uh, in Cole Hamels and what's he, what he's doing. So, okay, so you got that situation. You got Cole Hamels going tomorrow against uh, Andy Pettit. Um, the um, the Phils have already said that Joe Blanton is going to be the starter on on Sunday night. And um, imagine what that place is going to be like. You've got the Eagles. They've got an early game at 1 o'clock, and then you've got the Phils coming in later on, and they play at, uh, uh, at uh, really, it's an 8 o'clock game. And it's just going to be so exciting, you know, to see, see how this whole thing works out because, um, you know, the, for years, uh, you know how the, <laughs> the Philadelphia fans cried for a champion and, you know, begged for a champion, and now – They've got a champion. You know, they, they've got themselves a champion. And uh, it looks like it's, a, it's the kind of champion that can do it again. And they really, uh, you know, uh, they, they look very impressive, of course, in the first game. And, I, you know, I expect to see them, you know, uh, have those bats at least, you know, get going a little bit. Because, you know, the Yankees, the one thing the Yankees have is, boy, they get – they got some guys they can give the ball to. And, you know, you're getting ready to see Sabathia again because uh, he's going to be pitching on three days rest. So they plan on him uh, throwing three of these games. You know, he threw the first one and didn't win. Um, but uh, they expect to, to throw him at the fills uh, two additional times. That means, you know, uh, unless you know, the fills solve him, uh, you know, you're not going to see a lot of points in those games. You know, so it's going to put a great deal of pressure on whoever the starter for the Phils is, you know, to uh, to have a good game to keep them in it. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I expect the whole thing to be tight. You know, this is not this is not the kind of World Series that's going to be uh, a walk off because both of these teams are very very good baseball teams. I think that's one thing that we can agree on is that uh, you know you know if uh, you know this is a, one of the better Yankee teams that they've had. I mean, you look at that that squad. I mean, they they got uh, they got some guys who pound the ball, and you know, and, and the fact that they're here this year, and you know, they've gotten some help from uh, from uh, you know the guy that had been you know couldn't do anything in the World Series for so long. I mean, in the uh, playoffs for so long. That was Alex Rodriguez, and uh, he's been you know knocking the cover off the ball. So um, you know, you know, it's just going to be an exciting time over there, and uh, you know that all Philadelphia is just. Uh, hyped to be there, you know, all weekend to check out uh, what's going on. So, you know, we'll be able to see, uh, you know, what's going on with all the excitement. So uh, I know everybody will be wanting to, to check it out uh, to see, you know, uh, what's happening with these with these teams because not only that, you got the Eagles, of course, they're playing, and Eagles have had their problems. Uh, I think that they can have some success against the Giants but what it's going to require, they've got to be able to get some pressure and protect Donovan McNabb. 
You know, that's really much what that comes down to. If they can protect McNabb, then I think they can hit the uh, they they can they can tear into uh, the uh, the Giants a bit because the Giants secondary is really nothing to write home about. But you know, you've got to have enough time to get rid of the ball. You know, if you can't get the ball downfield, then uh, you know. It really, really doesn't matter whether the the, the uh, receivers are covered or not. You know, if, if you can get the ball downfield, you know, then it's a different story. But if you can't get the ball downfield, you know, it doesn't matter whether the guys are covered or not. You know, because I I don't think they're going to be covered. You know, I look at the Giants secondary and I see some of the people that have have have, have torn into them pretty good, and uh, you know, they're not necessarily great teams who have. Um, have gone after the Giants and had success against them. You know, so, you know, I, I definitely think they can be had. But uh, that's going to mean uh, the offensive line playing very well. I mean, they're going to have to play very well in order to uh, to beat them, you know. Because it's, it's, not, it's not the... Just going to be on a, on a on a whim, you know. They're going to have to play very well uh, to uh, to be the Giants team, which is um, you know a lot of the guys on that team were the team that you know won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You know, we got uh, quite a few guys on that team that uh, you know played on that team. So you know, you you, you got to know that uh, um, you can't just go through the motions. You're going to have to play well in order to beat the Giants. And that's, that means they're going to have to play uh, better than they've been playing uh, because, quite frankly, you know, the, the Eagles haven't really been playing that well, you know, they, um, especially offensively. I mean, it's, it's been rather, you know, disappointing the way that they have played. Um, you know, re- really kind of discouraging. You know, they just have not played well, um, especially, you know, when looking at their offense. Um, and especially on looking at you know what they're capable of doing, and and what they have done, you know, I look at what they're capable of doing. I say you know, you know these guys uh, can uh, light up the light up the sky with points. But when you when you come back though, and, and you look at um, uh, at what they've done in the, just a horrible game against the Raiders. Just atrocious, just terrible game against the Raiders. I mean, just awful. So you had this awful game against the Raiders, and um, then you have a game which, from an offensive standpoint, wasn't that impressive. Now, I, I do give them credit in that they were moving the ball against a, a, uh, a Redskin team, which is, yeah, which is a, it has a very good defense. They are not a good football team uh, altogether, but they do have an outstanding, and I, and, I, and I say that I emphasize that, they have an outstanding defense, and um, nobody's going to have a field day against their defense. Now, offensively, you know, they ha- they're going to have trouble scoring, as we've seen. But, uh, you know, there's no shame in, in, in uh, going out and having to battle you know that squad 
uh, and, and trying to get some get some things going. So we'll be back. We're going to continue to talk about the Eagles. We're talking about the Phillies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where uh, it's an uh, exciting weekend here in Philadelphia. A lot of excitement. Everybody can't wait to see uh, the World Series and the uh, NFC East game. We'll be back with you in a minute. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're not facing your mortgage issues, this can be the most terrifying sound in the world. It means you've fallen behind. It means hope is dwindling. It means you're another call closer to losing your home to foreclosure. Fortunately, there's hope. If you need real help and guidance, call 1-888-995-HOPE. That's 1-888-995-4673. Because nothing is worse than doing nothing. A public service announcement brought to you by NeighborWorks, the Ad Council, and this station. Owen Hodge Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. We'll try to convince you that our product will give you leaner, tighter abs in minutes. Perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. Freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to FeedThePig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? 
Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb back with you on uh, G. Cobb in the house and uh, uh, talking uh, about uh, the Eagles and uh, all of the... Uh, exciting things that are going to be happening this weekend. Uh, you know, the Eagles will be playing the Giants, and I've uh, talked about how, you know, I think that the Eagles, uh, they can, uh, you know, put some points on the board. Understand, the Giants have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, uh, just to get your attention and realize they have the number one ranked defense, and, you know, they let uh, – New Orleans put what forty or fifty points on the board, so you know they, they that just shows you they're still the number one ranked defense in the league, in spite of you know giving up those type of points to um, uh, you know to the, the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know the uh, the Giants are formidable defense too. They're very big up front. They're very physical up front. Um, they don't just you know, get to the passer, they can, uh, you know, they can beat a, beat a quarterback up. And that's the thing that concerns me about this game, really. Uh, the number one thing, which is, you know, can they block those guys? Uh, I know they can do something with them, you know, if they can get them blocked. But um, I don't know if they can um, – I don't know if they can, <laughs> they can handle them, you know, um, and, and they, they can block them. You know, because they're not just, you know, great athletes. These guys are big. They're very, very physical. Uh, they are, I think, defensive line. You have to say they're the number one defensive line in the league uh, because uh, they've also got a lot of depth. Now, thankfully, some of those guys are banged up. <laughs> like Chris Canty, he won't play in the game. And uh, I, I, I know there's some other guys that are, you know, it's a bit questionable. But, you know, if um, – you know, you let them get started. You know, they can run you out of the building. They're that good. Uh, because, uh, and we've seen this before, I mean, and you know that Winston Justice remembers that night uh, up at the uh, uh, Meadowlands when he was just about, you know, run out of the stadium. I mean, you know, when you give up six, six sacks and they had 12, 12 sacks? I mean, come on. Nobody gives up 12 sacks. Not, I mean, not, not eight. 12 sacks, and, you, and, and one guy gives up six. Uh, it's amazing that he's still in the league. You know, I mean, that kind of performance would prompt you to ask to get, uh, you know, get bumped. I mean, how bad does it get? And that's just um, that's just atrocious. But you know, uh, the uh, the thing that you have to look at though is that um, uh, the Eagles have moved Justice to the right side. He was playing the left side, so he won't be dealing with Human Euro. He'll be dealing with uh, Jason, Justin Tuck, uh, who could be worse. I mean, he, he's a guy who's much more powerful, not as fast as Yuma Yura, and Yuma Yura really is not himself yet. 
uh, because he had a, um, you know, he, he had a, uh, he had a, um, uh, an injury, uh, his knee, hurt his knee last year. So he's really, you know, not himself. So um, um, he's not the same guy that, you know, really just savaged, um, you know, a guy that, that, that savaged uh, with the justice, you know, a while back. He's not really the same guy. And uh, I guess it's a good thing that he's not. Because he's really, I mean, he really can be a beast, as they say, a real monster. And, uh, you know, uh, that, just, that just gives you a little, a little notice there. Now, um, you got, you know, the Giants, you got that game there. Uh, the Giants are going to try to run the ball. Eagles are going to be playing the game with, with Jeremiah Trotter and, um, um, you know, trying to make sure that they put him in there, have him in there against – the time that uh, Giants want to run the football, they take him out, get Will Witherspoon in there, and times when they like to throw the ball, uh, that's going to be kind of tricky because really, you know, it's the um, the offense decides on, you know, whether they're going to run or pass. You know, they really uh, get the last say because, you know, they can change things at the line of scrimmage. But that's going to be a game that they'll be playing. And uh, you know we'll have to see how that works out, but that's 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 one of the games that we'll be playing, you know. And uh, so it, it'll, it'll all be very interesting. Uh, then you know you got the World Series. Oh boy, all the things going on with the World Series. You know it's just amazing uh, how big it is, and you know when you're playing against the Yankees in the World Series. Um, I think that elevates it even higher, you know, when you got the Yankees in the World Series because um, they are the team that, you know, everybody looks to as this um, monster team that goes out and is able to um, dominate uh, their salary cap is through the roof, uh, they spend so much more money than everybody else, uh, but yet uh, they got some dominant players, and they, and they expect to win. And the only thing that's that's uh, uh, that makes you know the the Yankees happy is they've got to win the World Championship. You know, um, anything else is is not good enough. You know, they they you know they, everything else is, is is not good enough. They got to win a World Championship. Now, if they win a World Championship, then they're okay. Uh, but if they don't win the World Championship, then you know the Yankees are not happy with it. Now there are other teams that would be happy to go with going to going to the playoffs. And I tell you this: this Phillies team, they're not going to be happy with going to the uh, to the playoffs. After all, you know they won it last year, so you know they uh, were going to be happy with nothing but winning another championship. So you've got the Yankees and the Phillies both with that same mindset, and, that, and that's going to make things very very interesting. And we'll see, you know, how how it all turns out, but. Definitely a uh, exciting time in Philadelphia uh, to see these teams battling and going at it, you know, uh, pounding each other. <laughs> it's it's going to be very exciting, you know, to see how it works out because um, the pitching to, uh, tomorrow night is they've got to have a, a good performance, um, you know, ha- hope to have an excellent performance 
from Cole Hamels, but good would be would be enough. Uh, if he can just give them six, seven innings and give up one, two, or three runs, I think you would have to look at that as a good performance. They would like to have the great performance, you know, that what we saw last year from him, but I think that, that that might be a little bit too much to ask. You know, that might be just a little bit too much to ask. So, um, there's no telling what we're going to see. There's no telling what we're going to see, you know. So, I'm excited to see what's going to happen because uh, you're going to have a game where you got the uh, you got everybody checking it out, and um, you got the championship on the line. You know who comes back with the championship, and that's what everybody wants to know. Everything else is irrelevant. Who wins the championship? It's not about um, anything else. Coming close is not good enough. <laughs> you know, it's going to pretty much be you know who wins the championship. And I tell you, uh, the Yankees know they're going to get bludgeoned if they don't win it uh, because everybody's picking them to win it. Uh, they're the favorite. Uh, they've got, you know, supposed to have all this great team. Uh, they really haven't started hitting yet. You see where they, they've only scored four runs in uh, in the series so far. You know, that's that's definitely not anything to uh, write home about. you got four runs in two games. You're averaging two runs. You're supposed to have this monster lineup. Um but, you know, they, they just haven't gotten it done yet, you know. So um, that's going to be exciting to see what happens. But um, you know that if um, if Cole Hamels, if he loses it and he gives the Yankees, he opens the door for the Yankees, you know, they're going to run through it um, unapologetically um, because, you know, they can pound the baseball. And so... They need him to um, to do a good job. Um, you know, they really need him to do a good job. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, um, I think that they are capable of, of winning it again. Uh, we can see that. You know, the Yankees clearly are not weren't ready for <laughs> Cliff Lee and what he brought to the table. Now, I don't know. Can Cliff Lee do that again uh, after they've gotten a good look at him? Uh, you know, can can he do that again? Uh, because, you know, baseball is such a thinking man's game. and uh, I don't know that he can go out there and do that again, but I tell you what, uh, he definitely got the Yankees' attention. And that was an outstanding performance, I mean, to um, really, you know, didn't, didn't give them an earned run. The only run they got was because of uh, Jimmy Rollins, you know, booting the ball. So... We'll continue talking about it. You got baseball, you got football at its highest level. This weekend at the uh, Eagle Sports, Com- I mean at the uh, Philadelphia Sports Complex, Complex, and we will continue talking about uh, what's going on uh, in South Philly. We'll be back with you in a moment. A beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's a 
tough shot. Got it! With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport. Speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb back with you on uh, G Cobb in the house and, uh, uh, we're going to have a, a visitor in a, in a few minutes, but um, you know I've been talking about the the Eagles and the uh, Phillies uh, the weekend that they're going to have over at the sports complex. Uh, it's really uh, you know unprecedented to to be playing both of the New York teams. It's really a New York versus Philadelphia battle royale because uh, tomorrow night you've got the Phillies uh, with Cole Hamels going against Andy Pettit. Uh, and as I told you, I, I'm just not confident about Cole's, Cole Hamels. You know, I heard him today uh, during an interview, and Cole uh, just did not sound confident at all. I mean, he he sounds almost apologetic, uh, like he's almost apologizing for a bad outing. Uh, that's how bad he sounded, you know. And you got a picture. I mean, if you know Cole, Cole Hamels, he is very truthful, maybe too much, but he was almost like he was almost being apologetic before the game. And, uh, you know, I, I'm concerned about that. I'm, I'm very concerned about that. So, you know, they need this game. You know, they need somebody to take the ball and go out there and battle. I mean, and, and that's all you want. Uh, you know, as a pitcher, you don't know that you're going to have your best stuff all the time because – um, baseball is such a technical game. You know, it's it's a matter of skill. It's a technical level. It's just like in golf. You know, you see a guy like Tiger Woods, who doesn't have his best game on a particular day, and he goes out there and he just battles. You know, he just goes out there to battle to win, and and that's what you want Cole Hamels to do is just go out there and battle. Uh, but I heard him today. He sounded like he was almost apologetic that 
he's not going to play well. He's not going to pitch well. And so well, Cole will be having the ball tomorrow, and he'll be going against Andy Pettit. And uh, that that game is going to be all. Um, you know, in the evening uh, over at the Citizens Bank Park, and, of course, it's the third game of the World Series. But joining me now is a former teammate of mine uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's a safety, hard-hitting safety, and uh, I'd like to introduce, okay, you know, of course, i got to mention that he went to uh, Ohio State, the Ohio State University, you know how they like to say that. But anyway, I'd like to uh, <laughs> introduce uh, Ray Ellis. How you doing, Ray? Hey, G, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm doing good, doing good. You know, uh, I was just telling everybody, you know, um, you know, the Phillies who won the World Series last year uh, have got the game. But, you know, one of their pitchers, uh, Cole Hamels, who was tremendous last year, he he uh, he just his confidence is uh, he's struggling with his confidence. Um, Charlie Manuel didn't want to pitch him up in New York uh, in front of a raucous crowd, you know, of New York fans. He wanted to, to pitch him in front of a friendly crowd. Uh, down at the at Citizens Bank Park. Now, do you think that will make that much of a difference? I mean, thinking about you know uh, you got a, a major league pitcher, and you know a crowd, a friendly crowd, as compared to uh, a crowd that's an anti crowd that's just booing you and throwing stuff at you and everything else. Well, gee, you know it's interesting because as I as I sat the other day and I watched the game. I thought that there was an excellent opportunity for 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 Buck to to make a a comment. When Rollins went up to bat and Mario was there pitching against him, I mean, to me, that was like a time in history. You know, here here was one of the great young players of today up against a sure Hall of Famer. And and I, it was amazing to me. I mean, this is, the way I look at it, this is a, a lineup of Hall of Famers over there with the great New York Yankees. I mean, Derek Jeter, you know, Derek will probably end up being there. You know, no doubt about it that, uh, you know, Mario will end up there. You know, Rodriguez probably will end up there. And Andy, I don't know what Andy's – Andy may even be, be in the Hall of Fame one day too. So, I mean, this is this is a great, you know, Yankee team that the Phillies are facing. And I look at the Phillies as a team that has great chemistry. They've talked about it being one of the best ball clubs uh, you know, locker rooms, you know, in, in baseball, the chemistry of the players. And and so perhaps maybe I wasn't sure if perhaps maybe this, this sleeping giant, which is the New York Yankees, had finally woke up. And, you know, we've always kind of played second fiddle to New York, you know, the, you know, the greatest town in the world, New York City, and Philly kind of, a, you know, playing second fiddle to it. So perhaps maybe some of the guys are feeling the pressure of playing the New York Yankees. I, I, I'm trying to figure it out myself, but certainly I think I, I said it would be a great series. I thought it would go seven games, but I thought that we, I'm going to say we as the Phillies, that we would challenge them to the very end. I, I wouldn't think there'd be any blowouts. Uh, I think they'd be great games you know, coming right down to the wire, and that nobody would be intimidated. It's like right now, to be honest, the Phillies have no reason to be uptight. They should be playing as, as loose which is much, with as much confidence they possibly can play because of the fact, listen, they're the reigning champions. They, they, they are the world champions right now. So if they lose, I mean, very few teams have ever won back-to-back. You know, so, hey, what do they have to lose? They should go in with as much confidence and play as loose as they possibly can. And he, he should not be concerned about, you know, losing the game. Why? 
Well, you know, I agree with you. You know, uh, he just didn't sound good. Uh, but, I, you know, I agree with you. I think that, you know, if you've already got one in your hand, I mean, it's just like, you know, and, you know I'm not encouraging anybody to gamble, but, you know, it's just the guy that goes into the, the, the casino, he goes in there, he's already won 20 grand. Right. right. I mean, he's saying, look, I got, this, I got 20 grand in my pocket already. Man, you're, you're lucky if you, if you play at any professional level. You're lucky if you win a championship one time. Now they're right back to play for a championship again. There's no pressure on the Phillies. All the pressure. I mean, I mean, you know the payroll they got up there in New York. They probably got payroll big enough to play everybody in the division, you know. No, no but, doubt about it. No, so no the doubt pressure's about it. on the Yankees. And, and there should be the no pressure on the Phillies. With it, Ray, because the people up in New York, and I've heard them, they don't want to hear anything. They are the favorites. Everybody says the Yankees are going to win it. They are the best team in baseball. Well, if they are, they're supposed to win it. So the pressure's on the Yankees, clearly. And I hope that you're right, that, you know, that the, uh, the, the Phils would, will, would have that type of attitude to say, look, what do we have to lose? We don't have any, we're already world champions. We've already got rings. That's exactly right. And, and nobody expected them to win last year. Now, maybe this year they expected them to make it to the playoffs. But, again, you know, we look at, you know, history shows us a few people have done back-to-backs. But back-to-backs is nothing that you just say, hey, it's, it's a no-brainer, it's going to happen. No. Very seldom does, does that ever happen. I think when the last time it was done, the Yankees might have been one of the teams to do it. But certainly – uh, you know, I don't think that that should be that much of a problem. But I wanted to kind of talk about some other things, too. You know, the yep. Giants are coming in there uh, to play the Eagles. And, uh, you know, I, I heard uh, Mark McMillan and uh, Byron Evans talk about uh, Westbrook. And particularly, uh, you know, Mark said that uh, uh, he's not sure if, uh, if uh, Westbrook is going to be able to uh, to hold up to the punishment and finish the game, finish the season, just gets banged up a lot. Can, do you expect, uh, Brian, I mean, you got Brian and you got Donovan that for the last few years we haven't been able, particularly down the stretch when we need them, and we need them both at the same time. Are we going to be able to count on both of them finishing the season for us this year? I mean, that's something we, we don't know that, but what do you think about that? Well, I tell you, you know, I'm concerned about it. You know, I saw Brian today, and, you know, he's very quiet, um, and uh, reserved. He hasn't practiced all week. And I'll tell you, I, I don't think he's going to play. That's um, not a good sign, you know, G. Uh, Andy Reid tried to leave things open, but he's playing the game with the Giants because he wants them thinking that there's a chance Brian Westbrook could play because that gives them something else to be concerned about. So, you know, he, he tries to leave that open. But uh, the the, uh, the trainer, Rick Burkhalter, came in and went through the whole series of things that's got to happen for him to get back on the field. There's no way all those things can happen between now and game time. Yeah, so I don't think any way he can play because he hasn't practiced yet. He hasn't even worked out yet because what they have to do because of the uh, uh, the concussion he had on uh, on Monday night, uh, they have to get him to the point where, first of all, he got to lose any kind of headache or anything he has. Then he, he's going to work out, and when he works out, they want to monitor him to see if does he get his head, headache back. If he gets his headache back, then they shut shut him down some more. So – you know, he hasn't even gone through that. He hasn't practiced at all. So I don't see how Brian Westbrook will play on, on Sunday. But uh, concerning uh, the rest of the season, uh, Donovan McNabb, the last two weeks, he's kind of been off his game. But it just hasn't been just because he wants to get off his game. He's been getting pounded because the, the offensive line hasn't been doing a good job. So uh, that's a concern, especially with the monsters they're getting ready to play this week. Uh, I think the Giants, when they get it going, they're as good of a defensive line as there is in the NFL. And uh, they, they might smell blood in the water. So 
I'm, I'm really concerned about that um, because you've got to give your quarterback some time. Or, you know, you might as well know he's, can't, he's not going to stay healthy doing like He's been getting pounded. He's just coming back from broken rib. So I think that kind of throw, uh, has thrown him off. Now, I'll tell you this, that if the Eagles can give Donovan McNabb some time, he can shred that giant secondary because they're not that good. Or those Donovan guys, can, can shred can beat those any guys, secondary in the, in, the, in, in the league. And I think, I think that's the confidence that Andy Reid has in Donovan McNabb. He, he never really has been that concerned about a running game because he feels so comfortable in what Donovan can do provided you give him time. But that's been the problem is because he's had so much confidence in Donovan's ability to throw the ball and make things happen. Donovan has been so exposed to, you know, defensive linemen like you got with the New York Giants and just deliver that pounding to him. So I'm concerned about that. But let me say this to you about, you mentioned Brian Westbrook, but what's happening on the Hill and the testimonies and, and, and those people testifying and addressing the issue of concussions uh, all this week, I don't think, if that's what is lingering issues are, I don't think that the league wants to see Brian Westbrook back on the field. So I don't think, if, if he's still dealing with his concussion, he won't be back on, in that game on Sunday. Well, you know, Ray, uh, you know, you brought up something which, uh, you know, there's another factor in here, and the Eagles mentioned it, which is, you know, this happened on national TV. Yes. He, he was out on national TV. He was, he was sleep, sleep, G. He was, he was sleep, and, they, and even... Um, you know, uh, Rick Burkhalter said that he, he was snoring. Wow. He was snoring, you know. Well, hey, listen, I, hey, I'm not making fun. I was, I've no, been asleep on TV saying. before. Go to commercials, come back, I'm still out. So I've been there. Yeah. He was and, snoring. Did they actually say that? Well, that's what uh, Rick Burkhalter, who's the trainer, he's the one that woke him up because he said what you have to do when you wake him up. And, and he was getting into all these things. I mean, and this is some strong stuff. He said right away when he wakes him up, right away he gets defensive. He puts his hands up. Almost like he's ready to fight. Because he says that's an instinct that goes along with a concussion. But yeah, well, it's like yourself. waking somebody up out of their sleep, you know, and waking that's them right. out. Of, and, and they were into a deep sleep and you scare them. And so, yeah. they, you know, a natural reaction is to put your hands up or to jump or something like that. That's right. Wow. That's right. And so he said that that's what he did. And uh, he went through the, all the depth of things that, that happens and the things they have to check out and everything. And, you know, this was something concerning because, you know, right away, uh, it, it hits me deep because, see, we've been out there, and you know that, hey, yes. every time you walk on the field, you do not know what's going to happen while you're out there. You know, and, and as a player, you know that, but sometimes the people watching, they don't realize you know that. But well, players, you, 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 know, know that, you, you mentioned the we'll lingering effects of the concussion because you mentioned that, that uh, he, on the other side about Brian Westbrook and the Eagles and the preparation for the big game and, of course, <laughs> the World Series and all the things happening in Philadelphia this weekend. It's the place to be sports-wise, and we'll talk about it on the other side. We'll be back with you in a minute. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
If you're a fantasy football lover, you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial. Even if you're a novice, this could be for you. Butts and Butts, along with former NFL linebacker Sean Barber, have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football. That's right. Suicide Fantasy Football is now available. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details. You'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win $25,000. Suicide Fantasy Football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist. There's no draft. You select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an NFL team is available to you. The catch is you only use a player one time each season. Pick Brady to Moss for the first week. Save McNabb and Peterson for the stretch run. You're the GM of your own team and you make the call. Here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out. There's no lucky draft picks. No waiver wire moves because you're in last place. It's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb back with you, uh, joined by... My former teammate, uh, Ray Ellis, and uh, we're talking about the uh, big game with the Eagles and the Giants coming up on uh, Sunday afternoon. But we're also talking about something that really has been in the news, which is, uh, you know, the whole problem with concussions and, and, and head injuries and how it's had, you know, a uh, devastating effect uh, on players uh, and former players, even more so, and even to the point to where um, – you know, it's caused all type of um, mental problems, and, uh, um, you know, we could go on and on and on. But, um, you know, uh, Ray, we were talking about uh, Brian Westbrook uh, specifically. He got uh, uh, knocked out, had a concussion last Monday against the Redskins, and his uh, possibility of playing how that it's nil because this 
concussion was so public, and the fact that he was knocked out out on the field. And I want to say this also, Ray, is that they had his, now his brother played for the playing for the Washington Redskins, yeah. Yeah. and they told everybody else to step back, only his brother to come over near him. You know, that's how uh, you know that's what they thought of the gravity of the injury. Well, I, I can say this, you know, that uh, there is a, a great advocate on behalf of former and current NFL players, that's uh, Representative Sanchez, and she's out of California, and she, uh, uh, I'm going to say she grilled uh, Roger Goodell when he was on the Hill testifying. And, you know, of all teams, this is the reason why Brian Westbrook will not be on the field from my perspective, because one of the things that triggered this whole thing about concussions more so than anything else and the damage that uh, the trauma of head injuries and the cumulative damage of head injuries to one's physical health was the results of what happened to Andre, Dirty Waters, our, our friend, our teammate, and mm -hmm. the uh, accumulation of hits to his head and the way he used his head on the football field. And it was believed that it led to early signs of Alzheimer's and, 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 and depression and perhaps maybe uh, one reason, one of the many reasons perhaps maybe would let him to take his, his own life. So Andre being connected to the Philadelphia Eagles, the studies being connect, connected to the trauma of, you know, hit after hit to, to one's head, the concussions, uh, Brian Westbrook being laid out on national TV in front of a, a, an, an audience across the country. There's, it's Washington, D.C., of which the testimonies happened there on the hill. There's no way. And you, having witnessed that Brian just didn't look like himself on a Friday and hasn't yep. been in a huddle all week, there's no way. You and I have a better chance of playing in the game than he does. Yeah, you, you're probably right. I mean, and, and thinking about it, you know, from uh, – from, just from a point a standpoint, you know how the NFL, they are very image conscious. Oh, yes. Because they realize, that, you know, the wrong kind of image uh, can be so damaging to them. So, you know, uh, they are not, uh, you know, they, they, have no, <laughs> they have no room uh, to be, you know, uh, taking that kind of a hit like that because um, they know that, you know, this is being talked about a lot. And, and I can see where I, I also heard um, uh, the new um, – Executive Director of the NFL Players Association, uh, Morris Smith, Smith. Yes. and he was talking about it. Oh, yeah, so everybody is... Somebody needs to do something about this, because yes. it's clear, come on, it doesn't even take that much uh, thinking to know that there's a correlation. But, gee, let me ask you something. In your opinion, have you, can you tell me why, or have you noticed... Why are so many helmets coming off on the football field nowadays? My wife brought this to my attention. I don't ever remember my entire life playing football that my helmet ever came off after a hit. And I know I, you know, I use my helmet, you know, uh, you know, to the best of my ability as a weapon because that's what Pete Carroll taught me to hit him in the face. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, do you remember helmets just rolling across the ground? If you haven't noticed it, I want you to pay attention to how many helmets come off the head of football players in these games. Now, I don't know why it is, but it certainly, to me, has 
brought it to my attention about the concussions. And one thing that I did today, and I did it because we were here, uh, out here in Arizona, you know, we're in the office today. We, of course, uh, uh, it was a Halloween, and I was thinking about perhaps maybe uh, letting somebody use my helmet because they wanted to dress up and use it part of a costume. On the back of my helmet, I want you to go check when you get home this evening and check on the back of your helmet if there was a warning on the back of your helmet. There's actual there's an actual warning on the back of my helmet that I have from when I played the Cleveland Browns that talks about the severity of injuries that can be caused because of the use or perhaps maybe the result of you being you know, hit by somebody with the helmet. And it talks about even death being part of how severe these injuries could be with these helmets. Now, I, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, but, I've got a uh, warning. You know, that, yep. that, that doesn't surprise me a great deal, though. Well, it's a dangerous game. It's, it, it's a dangerous game. And so let, no me, doubt about let that. me ask you, do you think Brian Westwood's not going to be there? We know Brian's not going to be there. Do the Eagles really have a chance with the Giants, with Brian Knight being there, with well, establishing a running game? I think it's going to make the job much difficult, more difficult because, you know, you've got a young kid, a uh, rookie, LaShawn McCoy, backs him up. Uh, the kid's going to be a good player, but this is a lot to ask him to deal with these guys. Uh, but I do think that they've got, they've got a chance because, uh, really, Deshaun Jackson is, is just uh, scintillating. I mean, he, he can score from anywhere on the field. This guy has already had... Uh, scoring plays, five scoring plays of over 60 yards, and uh, the team is 4-2. and two. He's already had five plays of over 60 yards in six games. So he can score from anywhere on the field. Uh, and Jeremy Macklin is a good young uh, wide receiver as well. They just got to give Donovan some time to get him the ball, and if they do, uh, there could be problems you know, for, for the Giants. So I do think the Eagles could have a chance to win the game. Uh, Eli Manning's not playing well. It's going to be difficult, though. Uh, I think that the, you'd have to favor uh, the Giants, but I, I think the Eagles could still win the game if they could find a way to give uh, Donovan McNabb some time because uh, they've got some people that can make some plays uh, downfield, and, and, the, and the Giants' secondary isn't that good. So I, I still do think there's a, there's, a, there's a chance of the Eagles winning the game. Well, but, uh, I think we, it's we'll uh, extremely important that that uh, that they do when it, they win, because certainly uh, it looks like to me that that the Cowboys are picking up a little bit of steam in that division. What, what do you think about that? Oh well, they are. I mean, you know, Miles Austin, uh, Tony Romo, uh, uh, they're really starting to get it going. So, um, you know, you and they got some pretty decent running you know, backs down there. That, you know, some of these teams are good. Uh, so. Uh, they definitely need to win. Um, you know, the, the Giants have lost two. They know they want this game very badly. The Eagles want it very badly. They've had two losses, so it, it's going to be a it's going to be a dogfight, if I can say to use that expression. Uh, it's going to be a tough a tough game uh, because uh, both of these teams need this game, and you know how physical it gets. <laughs> oh yeah, it gets it, it gets teams. real physical, and I, I just would hope that uh, you know that Dallas does have to. Uh, Seattle's going to come into Dallas. Now, I don't want to count on, on Seattle to do anything to beat Dallas, especially when Dallas is rolling the way they are. And, uh, you know, the, a couple weeks ago, uh, Seattle um, uh, was playing against the Arizona Cardinals out here, and the Arizona Cardinals did a, a pretty good job of, mm -hmm. of, of beating up on those guys, and, and nobody really expected, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals uh, to 
to be able to do that. No, nobody expected the Arizona Cardinals to be able to beat the Giants either. You know, but uh, you know the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, sometimes they'll, uh, as you know from last year, they'll they'll okay. wake up well, uh, kind of a sleeping giant themselves, and some big players, big play players on their team, and, and can make some things happen. No doubt, but I think if I can slip in it though, I, I know, uh, you know, our show is uh, winding up. I want to thank everybody for joining us, uh, Ray. I appreciate you uh, coming in uh, uh, for for uh, a while and talking to us about uh, these games coming up. Enjoy your weekend, all you Philadelphia fans. You got the World Series. You got the Giants, Eagles. Have a good weekend. Enjoy all of your sports because it's going to be a good one. Talk to you next week. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.